Reality, the podcast. pod tribe you're listening to refined reality the podcast i'm your host bobby joe and with me we have tracy decane aka miss money queen hey bobby joe thanks for the intro and hello to our listeners on today's episode it's going to be a little bit easier listening we're going to be talking about guilty pleasures and what type of guilty pleasures do we have and just kind of diving into those discussions i mean i think we all have them. There's not one person that gets a deep satisfaction from, you know, something, whether it be strange or or not. Yeah, we're not robots. (laughs) What's your guilty pleasure, Tracy? Well, one of the many guilty pleasures that I do have is when I'm done a whole day's work and I am just like done with the day. Like today specifically, I seen a meme on Facebook that I shared with my coworker and it was the girl from The New Girl. I think, and she was making a face and it was like, it's only Tuesday, but I'm 100% done with the week. So when I get home from a day like that, I just like take off my bra. Like the first thing I do, I don't know what it is. It's just so satisfying to take that off because it's like lifted a bunch of stress that I had all day and it's just gone. And then after I get in my pajamas and and the kids look at me like, wow, fastest thing we've ever seen mom do ever. Just free the girls. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Mine. And so many people think it's weird. And my husband's like, what? (laughs) I like to take my coffee to the bathroom and read comic books on the toilet. Just totally multicask in the morning. Have my coffee, poop, read comics. (laughs) Yeah, that, I don't know. It it just really, if I, if I, (laughs) I enlist a bunch of questions. Being able to do that just really makes my day. What? I have a bunch of questions. Like that raises a lot of questions. First of all, is there like a coffee table? Second of all, do you have like a divider or something to put all your comics? Third, how long do you spend on their reading and drinking your coffee? <laughs> like at least a good 15, 45 minutes. It varies. Well, uh, you it, all, need- it all depends on. Are you missing fiber in your life? <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, or maybe it's just, you know, I enjoy myself. Like, I have my comics downloaded on my phone. No, like, and then, like, I have a little ledge by the bathtub, and I just, like, sit down, put my feet up on my squatty potty, and just chill. And I also have a notebook, because sometimes I'm just, I don't know, I get super inspired, and I like to journal while I poop. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> my husband, Joey's going to kill me, but you guys are, like, like a replicas. He spends... A god-awful time in the toilet, like so much time. And I'm wondering, what the hell is he doing? And now listening to you, it kind of gives me a little <laughs> outlook of what his time is, looks like in there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he likes to have coffee while he poops. I'm, I've never seen coffee, but I've actually seen, I think, a bottle of beer. Yeah, I could see that. I used to have wine and beer in the bathtub. Yeah, Not the bathtub, like poop, yeah. but in the bathtub. Yeah, I've done that. Like he, he had built me like this, um, what do you call it? Like a tray because I have like a soaking tub that he installed like three years later after we had the tub in the garage for three years and he just eventually got to the point where, oh, I'm going to make my wife happy three years later and install the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then after he, he went along with building like those trays, the wooden trays you put over. So you can like put a book or put like a wine glass. and Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's super nice. I love it. That's nice. 
I just put mine on the windowsill. And for a while, I had this phase where I like to eat in the bath. Like, just take a bathtub and eat, like, chicken nuggets and just have a beer. <laughs> just, like, listen <laughs> to music or a podcast. <laughs> Normally, my husband's gone to work because I'm like, I don't know, no one needs to see that degree of weirdness, you know. But uh, it's one thing to, like, talk about it, but it's one thing to witness it, you know. Doors open. There's, like, four dogs lined up watching me butt naked in the bathtub drinking beer and eating chicken nuggets <laughs> like i don't know if that's like semi-depression meal but it is what it is do not tell me you microwave your chicken nuggets dear god do not tell me that oh no 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 okay no no deep fried in peanut oil no okay. no that's the only way to go <laughs> it, it the way you i have say a soul trace yeah i would like to think so i mean i don't know about joey though he he kind of microwaves those. He not so much anymore. Maybe when he was younger, but uh, yeah, that kind of grossed me out. Uh, oh, yeah. so many people microwave cook, and it's like I can't. I I can't do it. Like I just can't. And what you know, just going back to what you were saying earlier, when you're soaking in the tub and you had like a whole audience of your pets and and all that watching you. Uh, what is the deal with privacy? Like I don't know what it is, but when the kids were younger, and even sometimes now, like I'm like no, like I need to get. A lock on the bathroom door because they don't know the concept of privacy like I need my me time alone away from the chaos see me I don't need any privacy it's weird because I'm I know like a lot of my girlfriends they've had children and they're like you know what after like going through vaginal birth I don't really have a lot of dignity like all those privacy things don't bug me and I'm just like I haven't even had that experience and I'm already like Soulless. Like, I poop with the door open constantly. My husband's just like, why? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, doesn't matter. I don't like feeling claustrophobic. I don't want to be trapped in here with my smell. You would definitely bode well with pregnancy because it's true. You lose all dignity because when you're in labor, you think, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a magical moment. We're bringing a child in the world. It's so special. And then you have 15 people ho hovering and helicoptering around you. And then you're in so much pain that you're like, give me the drugs. And then they just, you have no concept of time because my husband looked at me and I said, oh, it took, you know, from this time to this time. And he says, no, Trace, you have no concept. Like, try double that or or whatever like he's like no don't don't trust trace with her gauge on time on labor because it's just not okay my guilty pleasures are totally quirky because like i love embarrassing people and putting them on the spot i don't know why it's sickening the amount of satisfaction it gives me and it and it's not in a mean way but it's just like doing little strange things and then seeing someone turn beet red in public because I don't have, like, it takes a lot for me to be embarrassed. I used to get embarrassed easily. And then when I worked on it, and I remember I, I did cognitive behavior therapy because I was super angsty as a preteen. And it was like, it wasn't until I had a counselor that was like, okay, so you get embarrassed. What's the worst thing that happens? Like, you don't combust. <laughs> and, like, my dad used to embarrass me on purpose in the most, like, embarrassing ways. Like, he'd go to school and be, like, tell some boys that I had a freaking crush on them and stuff. And it was, like, the nastiest kid that, like, didn't like showering. And it was just, God. like, oh, no. yeah. And it was just, like, so bad. And I'm just, like, oh, you know, because my dad had this philosophy on life that, like, oh, the more you suffer, the more you build resilience. And it just makes you a better person and blah, blah, blah. And get over it. 
does your dad talk to my mother? Because I am like the receptor <laughs> of the worst, the worst I'm talking like of just embarrassment. I have this story I have to tell you and I have to tell our listeners when I was in high school, ninth grade, you're starting high school. You want to make a good impression because you're going into school with people you don't know because you're not always with the same crew as what you, you, you're, you're brought to know like in eighth grade, right? So you're going from elementary school to secondary school. So I, I was like, oh, I'm going to make a really good impression. I'm going to make people like me, not make people like me, but hope people like me. And on my birthday, my mom, she showed up at school on lunchtime in the cafeteria. I didn't know this, but she had a cake. And the cafeteria is like 500 kids, like from ninth grade to, to 12th grade, all packed in there. And at my high school, there was a radio station. So they used to play music and stuff during lunch hour. And she went up to them and she had mentioned it was my birthday and that she wanted them to sing and ta-ta-ta, whatever. So then she's hiding in the cafeteria where you buy your food. I didn't see her. I just go to the regular table because, you know, in high school, you have a specific table that you sit there for the rest of your high school life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there having lunch, you know, shooting the shit. And my friend, my best friend, Tanya, she's seen my mom. And, she, and my mom, like, went, shh, don't tell her. Like, and Tanya, I could tell there was something up because I could, her face was just like, I knew there was something. I didn't know what it was, but I knew there was something. And then all of a sudden, like, the radio, like, the, the music stopped and everyone got quiet. And I'm like, what's going on? And then they start singing happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, it's someone's birthday, whatever. And then I hear my name. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I look around and my <laughs> mom is walking towards my table with a cake in her hand all lit up and everything. And I'm just back in the day was those old like orange chairs that was like it, it, it like fit your body right so I just kind of slid yeah. I slid back in my chair and my head was almost <laughs> under the table and I'm like this is not happening and yeah it was just a shit show but my mom loves uh, to embarrass me well my, see my my whole family is like that on my dad's side like my aunt my aunt Karen is the worst like for that like I, I love hearing their stories it's just jokes and I wish I had the like the brass balls to do that because her pranks like mine is just making people uncomfortable with words mm -hmm. and like doing stupid things but her it's like hardcore stupid things like on her lunch break I'm um I remember once she was saying how she was really really bored and she had like these rude guys so she went in there and uh, saran wrapped the urinals. No. <laughs> so on her coffee break, she was just sitting there watching the bathroom and watching the guys come down with like pee on their legs from oh it, like splashback. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, yo, like, and like, oh yeah, like putting like tin foil pizza and like. I remember one of my aunts, too, there was this little kid snoring on the bus when she was little, and she put a whole tube of toothpaste in the kid's nose, and then it got really hard, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the kid couldn't breathe through his nose, and, like, I had to try and get it out with a fork, because it all crusted, and it, like, went rock hard. The closest I've come was someone being super drunk, and then I pour, they ordered, like, this tomato pizza, and I bought their dinner. And, like, I knew it was the only person I could prank. Because you can't – there's so many people who can't take a joke or you can't well, do yeah. that. And I put, like, the whole bottle of Tabasco <gasps> in his no. pizza. Oh, and could, yeah. my God. 
and he massive diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> oh I done that God, to my husband so too. I was like, I bought, I got, I'm like, I bought baby peppers. And it was like those, I didn't, habaneros. I didn't realize actually how hot they were, you know, because I do the thing where it's like, I make your lunch, like, you don't eat it. Do you even love me? You know, and then he's like, no, no, I do love you. And then he's like, here I am on the train. I have no, no other food. So I'm eating this. And then I'm at a siding and I'm trying to shit fast in the bush. <laughs> and it's, it's just like, oh, horrible. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Like, I've had that happen where, you know, when you really need to go and you're in a car and there's no bathroom in sight. I'm talking about for like miles and miles long. Like, what do you do? And I was with my mom and she always carried like toilet paper with her in the car. So luckily she did. And it's just like, you have these moments where it's like, you need to go. So you just can't stop it. You mm-hmm. just have to. And yeah, those are a little bit embarrassing. I also pranked my uh, sister-in-law's boyfriend too on Christmas, just cause he's super sort of on the serious side, I guess. So I was like, you, would you like an eggnog? And I put like three quarters of a Mickey rum in there. And I was like, he's like, oh, that's, you know, really strong. I was like, are you sure? Like, maybe you're just, you don't have a tolerance or what, you know? And then my my husband tasted it. He's like, oh, man. He's like, that's nothing. Like, so then he drank it and he was so drunk. He was just like laying on our carpet. He was done. <laughs> Talking about guilty pleasures, uh, one that my mother-in-law has actually um, that I learned really quickly is she loves Christmas. Like, I mean to the point where she decorates after Halloween, like the day after. And I know you're not supposed to, but she didn't care. She did it anyway. And we would have like big get-togethers around Christmas time and she would do these prank gifts, these prank jokes. It was it'd always be like on one person specifically during that season. It's, it wasn't on multiple people. It was always on one person. So I remember one year, my brother-in-law, he received... There was like this box of like all cleaning supplies. Like it was a basket. And he's like, mom, I got cleaning supplies really for Christmas as a gift. Are you for real? And she, you know, he starts opening it up and there's like Javix bottles, like uh, Neen Green bottles, like Windex, all those kind of cleaning products. And he's like, he grabs the bottle and he shakes it and he can hear like, like jingling in, in the bottle. So he opens it up and she like put, $500 worth of coin like toonies and loonies and she put them ah. all in those like bottles like the Javix bottles everything like he had to go through all of that I'm like well at least it's clean like <laughs> you're gonna get your money and it's clean that, that's a great one that's a great one Frank's family too like they they do funny gifts like they do this gift gift exchange <laughs> and like someone will put something weird or, or inappropriate in there and it's always really funny and there's also this one gift it's so tacky and every year someone gets it and re-gifts it and now it's a tradition because it's going on like five Christmases where it's just been coincidentally re-gifted because everyone <laughs> thinks it's tacky yeah and oh, like it is like one year we got gifted 200 mini spoons like those decorative <laughs> spoons <laughs> And we're like, what do we do with this? Like, we're gonna have a little. They're not even dishwasher safe. Oh, I'm always like, I I really want to take my my prank game up. I really do. That that's my. I I live for that. I just live to make people uncomfortable, and I don't know why I do it. 
I really don't. I <laughs> like, have to, to watch the point myself. where my husband, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll be out. My husband will be out and like, we'll be at the bar or whatever. And I'll be doing my embarrassing stuff. And like, someone will come or a guy will hate on me and I'm like, that's my husband. And like Frank will just like turn away and be like, I don't know that girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just have like guys be like, Hey, why are you lying? Like that, that's obviously not your husband. Like he's not even looking at you. And then my friends are like, no, no, they're totally married. And he's just like, Oh my God, that girl's so embarrassing. And he walks like super, super ahead. So uh, his best friend was like walking near me and they're talking about like, I don't know their types or whatever I came in the conversation at the wrong time and I was like oh you guys are it sounds like you're all describing me and then the best friend was like no like that's weird blah 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 and I'm like what you wouldn't sleep with me and then I yell across the bar I'm like Frank your friend doesn't think I'm hot he wouldn't have sex with me (laughs) (laughs) and his friend is fucking dying like his face is red like a tomato and he's like stop talking stop talking and I'm just like yelling it and his, his friend's like oh my god stop and he's like he's dying he's dying he's so embarrassed he's trying to like cover my mouth and frank's like nope that's your problem i'm all the way over here walk faster bud and like (laughs) just going as soon as i get a little bit of alcohol in me it's like they get even more tasteless and obnoxious yeah it's uh liquid courage liquid courage for sure i don't know like for me one of my guilty pleasures is making fun of my children i i get a real like knack of doing that just naturally to the point where they call me a boomer even though I'm not I'm a millennial they say because I have Facebook I'm old and sometimes like I'm talking to like friends that I don't talk to all the time and they just ask me like how everything's going how's it going with the kids and I'll just say something like oh the kids are great they got a lot of sass and attitude but nothing that I can't handle and I also like mentioned my youngest Kemi she's a little bit of a tomboy so I said, like, she's decided to start wearing bras. You know, she's nine and she has a crush. And that just took me by surprise because she's like, Mom, I'm not going to like boys. Like, that's just no, it's so gross. And now she's starting to like mimic her other friends because she is a little bit more on the sporty, tomboyish side of things. So to see that, it's kind of cute. Like, I still want her to be her own individual to choose like what she wants to do. Like, there's no pressure. I don't push her onto wearing like specific like gender kind of clothes like she's the one that picks it and then after like I talk about my middle child which is a a Gabrielle and she's super girly like they're they're completely opposite and she's glued to me by the hip like anywhere I go like if I go let's just say to visit a friend have wine or whatever and then I bring my kids because they have kids and they kind of she babysits her kid and, and it's just really you know fun because she's like oh Gabrielle could be the babysitter all the time like She's really good. She's like a little mother hen. And she loves That's just cute. sitting. Yeah, she just loves sitting there and listening to adult conversations. So I have to be like really careful as to like how open I, I am with conversations because sometimes I don't even notice her mm. sitting there. And then after like Trent, well, he's a preteen. He's 12. He's going to be 13 and he's full of attitude. And it's just he always likes to be alone. Like he likes to be home alone. And I'm like, I was telling my friend, I'm like, I don't even want to think about what he does with his alone time because there's a box, like a garbage full of Kleenex. Just use Kleenex. I'm like, what is he doing? (laughs) 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 I'm like, no. Have you ever seen the the scene in the movie? I think it's where they go to like Vegas 
for a bachelor party and and the girl and she's like she looks at her girlfriends no it's bridesmaids and she looks at her she tells her the the bridesmaid she's like i need a vacation because i'm stuck home with like three boys and if i need to crack another blanket to put it in the washer i'm gonna lose my mind that just that image just came rushing boys are so ugh, i don't know it's natural but yeah it's just really uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I look I look at my husband, I'm like, you're gonna have that conversation, not me. Yeah. To something you gotta clean up after yourself. Yeah. <laughs> at least he's using tissues if that's what it's for. Let's just uh, pretend it's not that. It's not that. <laughs> Let's just hope that he maybe just it's just hey fever mom, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh-huh. I love my friends that have kids too. Like I get along so good. I'm always like, bring your kids. Cause like, I'm just like, you know, from my pranks and, and my guilty pleasures, like I'm just a kid at heart really. Oh yeah. Let's play outside. Do this. It's fine. You know, and we have coffee. I like to, I, I seem to like to multitask when I have coffee. That, that seems to be the pattern to be perfectly honest. Have you ever seen that meme of, of, of the woman that had a coffee and she's having like a really heated or like hot topic on the phone like you remember those days where you like spent hours on the phone just talking and yeah it was like this meme of like this girl like on the phone and she's just pacing and it's just like the form of like footprints all over that's and it says that's me having a hour-long conversation are you like twirl the phone cord so much that it doesn't really twirl back right away and then you're like oh no (laughs) my parents are gonna yell at me (laughs) Yeah, those days when you didn't have a cell I didn't have a cell phone when I was a teenager and you just call your friends up by the landline. The kids look at me like, what's a landline? I still have my landline, but I remember back in the day, I was always impressed by people who had like two lines where like someone else could call and would always be like, oh, someone's on the other line. It'd be like, oh my God, are you rich? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Call waiting, please. Yeah. There's the party lines like here, like on the farm that I own back in the day when there was a landline, this whole road was like connected. So if you picked up the phone, you can like kind of like listen in onto other houses conversation. It was really weird. Let's be right honest. That would be me. That would be me. Yeah, I I would be listening into everyone's business. I I would. And I'd probably be that one like I would have been ahead of the trend because that seems to be tradition. I probably would have done some weird ASMR shit. (laughs) <laughs> like like oh my god you hear that there's guess, an echo <laughs> i'm guessing that's another no it's just like the, the girl on the other farm she's weird <laughs> that's one of your guilty pleasures isn't it gossip ah you know what no surprisingly no that's- just because i feel like yeah that could be harmful yeah i, I like my my pranks to be like not harmful you know mm-hmm. like I, I i'm careful with like food and like physical pranks because it's like what if someone has an allergy or you know what I mean like I don't want to ever put someone you know with like an actual PTSD or, or anything bad and trigger something so I do select my victims <laughs> accordingly you yeah. know and it and it is a give and take thing too where people like you know they'll joke with me or they'll they'll embarrass me too it's not just like one-sided yeah there has been a few times where it's someone who you know, teases you a lot and then you tease back and then it's like, oh no, I'm the one who teases other people. Other people don't tease me. And it's, but that's maybe only happened like one or twice in my whole life. And it's like, yeah, burn that bridge. You're boring. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> don't think twice about it. Yeah. Sorry. And some people just don't like being embarrassed when they're like, hey, I don't like that stuff. And then you're like, hey, I respect you and I'll never do that to you. And that's fine. Yeah. A good, good set of boundaries. But hey, life's short. You got to have fun. Laugh, right? Mm-hmm. But another one of my guilty pleasures, not so much anymore because I don't find I have the time, but I would like sit down like if I have like time to myself and like play a video game. I know it's not a lot of people do have that kind of guilty pleasures, you know, playing video games, maybe not so much the moms. Maybe I'm wrong. Hey, let me know if I am. But I, I'm like the type that likes like role playing video games like Final Fantasy, uh, Zelda, those things. Whereas Joey, he's like, oh, those games are so boring. He likes kind of like more action and war type and that kind of game. Do you like any video games? I didn't know. I didn't know you. Yeah, I didn't know you play video games. I'm I'm big into video games actually. Oh really? I uh, I yeah, I love the uh, the Nintendo games. I mean, I <clears throat> like I really do. Uh, I really jumped on that Animal Crossing coronavirus bandwagon <laughs> where everyone was playing that. I think I might have like 670 hours into that game. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm addicted. Yeah, that's I, I'm so addicted. And the prem it's a simulation game and the premise is you're a villager and you have you're living on this island inhabited by ten animals and like they rotate them out. They have different personalities and you just talk with them, garden, plant flowers, <laughs> and pay off your crippling mortgage to a raccoon named Tom Nook. <laughs> Tom Nook. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like I don't know why paying off a mortgage is so addicting in a virtual world. Yeah, what, why wouldn't that be in the real world? Why wouldn't it be fine? We're not all smiling when we're, you know, hitting up the banks. No, we all got big giddy masses, which is like sad faces. Right. Like, oh, yeah, it's just super addictive. Um, yeah, I do play a lot of Zelda too, a lot of the, the Mario games. For a while I was into P- the PC gaming. Oh, played, yeah? like, World of Warcraft, or Final Fantasy Online, yeah. That, I like the old-school Nintendo, like you were saying. Like, I remember when I was a kid, my mom and dad, we had that old Nintendo, like, normal Nintendo, whatever you call it. And at night, before we went to bed, it was a tradition. She would play Super Mario 3, and she'd go through all the worlds, get the two flutes, and, you know, make it all the way to the end of the game, beat the game before it was our bedtime. Like, that was our, like, tradition for wow. a while. You can have the uh, emulator, or not the emulator, but uh, the virtual console on the Switch to play, yeah. like, those old games and stuff. They're remaking a lot of them. It's super fun. Like, I know a lot of uh, friends who, they have that hobby with their kids. Mm-hmm. I know my son, he's Do super... Do your kids say? Yeah, my son is, like, a super techie. He is in every committee club at, at school that you could think of. The typical, like, A type of person he is. and he looks up at me. He's like, mom, he's like, I want to build computers. I'm like, I don't even know what to tell you how to, how to even start that. And I said, that sounds like it's really expensive. And he's like, oh, we'll go to the dump and we'll go find it. I'm like, I don't think you're going to find computers. Laying <laughs> Honey, <around."> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work like that. I, I did that once. I built a computer with my ex-boyfriend and it's freaking expensive. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's apparently not that hard. It's just more expensive. Than anything else but like what do you think like with technology nowadays like everything becomes obsolete in like six months or less anyway so mm-hmm. and like really you just like there's so many hobbies and stuff from even just youtube 
and like Skillshare and stuff like that. Not sponsored, by the way, but I'm just a big fan of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really love Skillshare. It's like you pay a little monthly subscription and you can learn like so many different things, like even just different drawing techniques and oh, that's awesome. photography. And it, yeah, it's cool. Because like my thing is like I w- I'd love to branch out and do way more hobbies and I'd probably have a lot more guilty pleasures, but it's a lot of it's so expensive. Yeah, and, and a lot of it I find it's like you get into things that are easy, comfortable to do, and you just kind of slip into it. And sometimes it's hard to kind of branch out and do something that you're a little bit more scared, more lenient like to, to try because it's like, oh, it's out of your comfort zone. I kind of went into that too. Like even with just like sketching and doing my charcoal drawings, I hadn't touched that really since I was 18, 17 when I, when I used to do it. And after I had kids and everything kind of switched over, I just didn't really touch it anymore. And now going back into it, I'm super critical even now with my, my artwork. And a lot of people are like, oh, Tracy, your stuff's amazing. But I look at it like an artistic perspective. And I'm part of a lot of like groups, like charcoal groups, where there's like 10,000 people that like draw amazing. I'm talking about like next level, like even better than I am. But who am I to kind of critique what's good or what's not good? But it's just you got to keep going with it, right? with practice like my brother's like my brother always tells me like you're only gonna get better with practice you just have to keep going Mm -hmm. that's hard because like sometimes there are things where it's like I thought I love and I I don't really or I get it I'm big on getting into phases where I'll do something so much like I'll get into like a nature walk phase or a makeup phase and are this kind of whatever pleasure guilty pleasure and that's all I do and then I I wake up one day and I'm like nope (laughs) Just, Not no you know, way. like I, I had this, yeah, for a while, like I used to love doing makeup, like full glam makeup, like just for myself. And people be like, why do you do that? I'm like, it's for me. Mm-hmm. I just, I like it. And then my husband would be like, where are you going? And I'm like, the couch. <laughs> <laughs> the couch. <laughs> and he looks at me like, what the hell? Like I- fake eyelashes, like super done up to sit yeah. on the couch. I do that too. For the rest of the day. I, I do that too. Like I, even now going to work, but it's, I get up like super early. Like I get up five, five thirty in the morning and my coworkers are like, why do you do that to yourself? And my husband too, why? Because it's just like another way of expressing myself and it makes me feel good and I just like it. So mm-hmm. I was actually talking to this about well, with one of my good friends, like trying to figure out like a routine in the morning or whatever, just to kind of decompress and get ready for the day. And you just kind of do something that makes you feel good. It doesn't need to be makeup. It doesn't need to be um that like it could be fucking running on the treadmill like if that you know turns your crank go ahead it doesn't turn mine but (laughs) you know or if you're like (laughs) reading a book go go ahead yeah like that's the thing too like rituals can be considered little guilty pleasures even just reading like 20 minutes before bed or you know getting up 20 minutes early to, I don't know, have an extra coffee or, you know, some people have those fancy coffee machines. Like oh, yeah. I have a girlfriend and that that's her routine. You know, she loves coffee and like that doing things like that to just give you small pleasures. I feel like there's so much negative in the world and those little things are just good for your soul. I feel like I want one of those, a coffee bar. Like I see it all over. Like one of my friends, they have a coffee bar and I'm so jealous. I want one, but I feel like I wouldn't use it. Like I have, I have a machine that one of my friends gave me. It's a, I don't remember what the brand is, but it's something ninja. Uh, Anyway, that like, it's a super kind of coffee machine. It's, it's not like a espresso machine, but it makes good coffee. And I just, 
I don't know. I just find that I take care of other stuff and I just like, oh, don't have time this morning. Oh, don't have time this morning. The mm-hmm. idea is there, but the whole like execution of the whole thing just isn't happening. Yeah. See, me, I have so much time and I don't know why I have, I can't seem to stick with something. It's like, I don't know if that's where like my, my ADD comes in because it's just like sometimes I just can't. Maybe it's just the rush. Can't, maybe can't focus. Maybe it's just like the rush of like being into something and it's like, oh, this is exciting. Like I really like it. And then after you kind of conquer it and you learn everything there is about to whatever your new phase is and you're like, meh, let's move on to the next. Yeah, maybe. But then I guess maybe I compare it to like my relationship because like dating, like I was the worst and like friends and stuff. Like I would just drift around different friend groups and I was like, meh, okay, like no hard feelings, whatever. And then dating, it's like, nah, I don't really like you anymore. Bye. Like, <laughs> like really cut and dry. Like, not feeling this. Peace out. <laughs> that's, something like, I don't know. Like, that's something I don't know much about. Like, I hear this about, like, with for my brother-in-laws and, like, my friends, like, single friends and whatever. Like, the whole dating world and, like, ghosting. And then the other day I heard on the radio they were talking about another, like, term. They have, like, this new term. I don't even remember what it was called. But it's, like, disappearing and then reappearing into, like, the into who you were dating it's just i i just don't get ghosting. it see like i'm not into that mind game shit like people would be like you're so mean you cut deep and i'm like well i'm gonna freaking tell you i'm not interested because time is super valuable like you know don't waste mine i won't waste yours kind of thing but i like that, I like that like, kind of approach <laughs> i i would appreciate that approach probably better than not being up front and what you really want in a i guess like mm. a dating kind of scenario yeah like you know, friends, you just sometimes drift apart. You don't have to burn the bridge and dating. It's like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've tried it where it's like, uh, you know, I haven't talked to you in three months. Like, didn't that mean we automatically broke up? Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm doing other stuff, bro. Like, no hard feelings. Yeah. And, and kind of related to that, not like dating wise, but like another guilty pleasure that I do find I have. And I think a lot of women can relate is, you know, like, specifically on valentine's day they say oh it's like a whole like gimmick and making money and things like that but like deep down i really like getting flowers and getting like attention and getting all those things and i kind of like used to like demonstrate to people like i don't need that stuff like it's an everyday thing like you're supposed to love each other like every day of the year not just one day of the year or you know you randomly get like a like a token or a gift or something like I like that like that that kind of romantic side like I might not be that type of person that shows that but I do appreciate it I just don't vocalize it yeah I mean for me it's to the point where I can't remember when it mattered just because like my husband can't order anything on time (laughs) like he'll order something for me in February for Valentine's Day and like I'll get it in like March or he'll get it early and he'll be like I can't wait that long to give this to you and give it to me like two months early (laughs) and like i'm i'm bad too for that you know like and i like to go out early because to shop because i'm the person that if i don't have all my christmas gifts and everything bought by the end of october no one's getting anything oh my god really you i will yeah i will not leave the house in november i will not leave the house in december i will not go into that retail madness I'm I refuse. Everyone's getting cool. Guess what? what? I am a procrastinator when it comes to buying gifts for Christmas. I am usually Ugh, not a procrastinator. I don't know how you live like that. 
I live on the thrill. It's like going into like madness in the stores and I'm just looking at everyone like, oh, oh that causes me so much anxiety. I can't do that. The only holiday I get really excited about is Halloween. Like I wanted to start decorating in August and my husband was like, that's too early. And like, let's be honest, <laughs> I already bought a lot of Halloween candy and I like buying it super early so I could eat half of it. <laughs> August? I'm still stumped on the August part. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, my god. Like, Why do you leave the Halloween decorations up till like November? That's embarrassing. And I'm like, they're so cute. <laughs> I love Halloween. I don't know how it's gonna look like this year, but I do hope like that there is some sort of form. Like actually, I was thinking about doing like some sort of like Halloween party like here on the farm with the kids, like just maybe with their ne- like with my nephews, something small, obviously. Um, but I don't know if you can like help me brainwash an idea. Like I have a lot of space, obviously. I have eighty acres and I was I was thinking like maybe like a paintball thing, but I'm like, I don't have paintball guns or anything like something where you can like run in the fields or like scare people because that was something I truly enjoyed doing when I was a kid is scaring the living shit out of my brother. I would hide in the most conspicuous places anywhere and just pop out and just make him scream. And he's going to laugh when he hears this because he knows it's true. It was one of my things that I think was a highlight growing up is how like I want to get him to a point where he's almost having a heart attack. Oh, yeah. My dad made a coffin and he would hide in there and then the kids would come and he would just like rise out and he dressed as a vampire and then the kids would cry. And that's like (laughs) my goal. Like, because we have a lot of kids. We got on average about 200 kids on my street. Like, it's crazy. They all come on my street and I live for it. Like, I want to have a little every year we put a few hundred bucks into the decorations, whatever, to try and get a stash. Mm-hmm. You know, because that that's expensive. It's really expensive. It is. So I'm hoping in a few years, you know, we'll ha- we'll have to we'll be able to do that. If it's not super cold, like I just, oh god, I I would die to scare kids. Like I I love it. And this year, I'm really hoping they don't cancel it. Like, because I, I I love it so much. Like I would literally just go in my vehicle and like throw candy at kids and be like six feet, <laughs> happy Halloween. <laughs> Here's feet. a Pringle. <laughs> yeah, no cans of pop this year though. Oh ouch. my god, yeah, no ouch. Yeah, here they that for like the in the community they have like um a safe Halloween thing at the community where they have like booths of like local businesses that hand out. They canceled that for COVID, but the mayor like said that basically it's up to like our people's own discretions if they want to decide to give out candy so like in our area where we're living in our community that's outside is very prominent like people like kids that go around like you said we have like two to three hundred kids that go down like in our community um downtown i'm saying downtown but it's like very like a strip you know like you you could drive in two minutes and you're done but there's so many kids it's fun i hope that like you said that it keeps going because they, 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 kids, it's hard for them to understand what's going on. And to take away something like that, it's like, oh, no, I hope they, they keep it going. And I hope people keep it going. I think you still can do it, like, safely. I mean, if you can go to a grocery store and go shopping and getting your things and people are touching all, all sorts of things, I don't see why you couldn't safely do Halloween. Yeah, monsters wear masks. Yeah, yeah. Talking about costumes, oh my god, my youngest, she came up to me, she's like, mom, do you know what I want to be for Halloween? I'm like, what? What is it going to be this year? Because every year, it's something that's impossible. It's something that I'm like, how am I going to do this? And the one year, my middle child, she's like, I want to be a piece of bacon. Literally, I 
got foams and That's I like, great. I know I got foams, pieces of foams. I cut it out like bacon and I like paint spray painted it and it looked like a piece of bacon. And she went to school like that. And then after school, when we went trick or treating. The whole family, like we, I made like a piece of toast, an egg. Like I, we were the breakfast club. Like it was awesome. And that is such a good idea. See, I wish I was crafty because if I had a kid, my kid would be like, I want to be this. I try to make the costume. It looked like shit. And I'd be like, surprise, <laughs> you're being diarrhea this year. My kid would be like, again. <laughs> so anyway, my youngest, she looks at me. She's like, mom, I want to be a giraffe. I'm like, okay. I said, we'll try to figure that. But mom, you don't understand. I want to be a giraffe with the neck cut off and bleeding from the neck. I'm like, what? No, like you're not going to be a giraffe with the <laughs> neck cut off bleeding on the side. You're going to scare the living shit out of all the kids at school. And I'm going to get a call from the principal saying like your kid's a psycho. No, like I can't let that happen. So I'm like, well, how about we just be a giraffe? Like just like a normal giraffe, like a living, breathing giraffe, you know? <laughs> so yeah, she, she, I managed to like hoax her down to that level. I'm like, if you want to do something like that at home, if we have a party, like a little get together, fine, but not at school. Have you ever done couples costumes? I want to do that so bad, but my husband's not about that. Oh, I did that. That reminds me of like before we had kids. We went to like a bowling alley for Halloween and I was I was pregnant at the time actually for my first child, uh, my son. And I was a nurse with a big, huge pregnant belly and my husband was a monk. So that was pretty fun, like couples costume. <laughs> <laughs> You're wondering how Very, did it happen? Um... And then my two other mm-hmm. guy friends, they dressed up as maids. It was, it was glorious. It was glorious to see a man. Like, and he's super hairy. Like, I'm talking about, like, the hair on him and the little amount of, like, costume he had. It was just the best. And we were bowling and we just had a great time. Like, I would highly recommend doing, like, like couples costumes and, and that. And it's perfect. Like, this year, Halloween falls on a Saturday. It's on a full moon. Like, it's there's no better time for parties and it's kind of sad like with what's happening with covid that those things may not even happen i mean you see like in the I news know. like they just like broke out a big huge gathering like in wasaga like where like it was like racing car racing and things like that and it's just i know people are like no they shouldn't be doing that it's it's causing more and da 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 but you're talking about like young individuals that like to socialize and when you take that away it's really hard i mean it feels like we're in the scene of like a like uh how do you call that that movie where you can't like sing or dance what was it footloose where you can't dance oh yeah yeah like the whole community puts like a whole stop to like dancing and if you, you're caught dancing you get in big trouble i mean obviously it's a little more but see serious. i don't know i don't know about the kids there but i feel like kids these days they can't entertain themselves and they have so much more entertainment than we did. If you shut down like any kind of social gathering or events that people can host or have, it's worse than ever because those kind of stories where kids are getting into drugs and drug parties and overdosing and passing away, that's happened before. Like that's not something that's new. It's just mm-hmm. it's just happening at a higher rate now because like you said, there's not much else to do, right? And the- but that's what I but that's what I mean. I feel like now there's more to do like with online yeah, you know what I mean? Video games, all that. Like, Yeah, there is. But I mean, it feels very isolated. Like when you really think about it and if you don't have like, especially with people that are well, with younger kids that are developing their social skills and learning about themselves. Like I remember back when I was a teenager, I didn't like being by myself a lot. Like I like being with my friends, being able to hang out, you know, 
go around and, and do things. And uh, even like in my early 20s, you think about people who go to university or, you know, they have like Frosh Week and they have all these activities and, and they get together and that's where they socialize, meet other people. And it's just like everything's put a stop on that. Like I know, like you say, there's, you can learn to do things and there's a lot of online activities and things like that. But I don't know, to me, I'm a little bit more old school where it's hard for me to wrap my head around that because me thinking about going through that at that age now would be very difficult. Like for me, it's a lot easier now because I have kids, I work, you know, when you work all day and you have things, you're preoccupied during the day, you want to get home, you want to be alone. You don't want to be around people. You want a break. You, you know, you do those things. But when I think about younger people that are eager to be social, eager to meet people like it, I guess I try to put myself in their shoes and it's, it's gotta be hard. Sometimes like for me, if I was, if I'm in that situation, like I fall into like depressions very easily. And that's something that's biological. Like my dad deals with, uh, he deals with uh, bipolar. So it's something that I have to keep a handle on, keep a grip on. And I know that when I am sliding into that, I, I am like, okay, I need to get myself checked out, need to get myself help. I kind of see those signs, but it takes a lot of time for that kind of self-awareness. It's not, it's not always prevalent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I suffer from crippling depression, like constant, where like I have to take medication because my brain just does not produce serotonin on its own at all. Yeah. Um, never has. And um, like, honestly, what really saves me is like my hobbies and my, my, those little guilty pleasures. Like when I'm feeling sad and I just do a lot of even those little things, they add up. Especially, like, when you don't have money. Yeah. And you know, like, it just, yeah, going for coffee or doing, like, those small things. You know, it doesn't have to be big things. Like, I know my husband and I, we clash because his guilty pleasures are all super expensive or, like, partying and, you know, whatever, risque, expensive stuff. Or, you know, I have friends that like to gamble and it's, like, I feel boring because my guilty pleasures, like, you know, we're all talking about gambling and or how buying a lottery ticket, you know, puts that sprint in their day. And I'm like, wow, you know, having coffee and pooping, <laughs> that <laughs> that put the step in my day. Like, I'm a loser. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This has been quite the entertaining episode anyway, talking about our guilty pleasures. But uh, to our viewers, if you have any guilty pleasures that you'd like to share with us, you're more than welcome you can contact us directly from our website, which is www.refinedrealitythepodcast.com. And you can let a anonymous comment or even a podcast idea for an episode, anything you'd like to share with us. I mean, even if you do enjoy a podcast and you'd like to give us constructive criticism, hey, we're, uh, we're willing to take that. I don't know about you, Bobby Joe, but any kind of input is good input. I will fly my freak flag any day. <laughs> Look forward to hearing from everybody. So do I. Well, everyone, hopefully have a great week and uh, we'll touch base next week. Until then, keep it real. Well, that was refined and real. Many thanks to you our listeners for staying with us until the very end for more about us and what we do check us out on our facebook page refined reality the podcast and a huge shout out to architect for building our music like what you hear 
check out his info in our description. Until next time, get some R&R. Stay curious. This is Bobby Joe signing off.